Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Whatever your deepest gift is, it's so you that you don't realize that you have it. It's just you. And then often it can take until your late 20s, even later, to realize, oh, not everybody gets that. For example, common sense. What we call common sense, anything but common. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Most of us are conditioned to normalize disappointment from a very young age, but that behavior has a dark shadow normalizing our reactions to disappointment. So to wrap up this four-part series, I want to help you denormalize disappointment in your life so that you have a frame to start managing it better. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that with the right tools, anyone can eliminate the people, money, and time problems holding them back in business. And I share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because I want to help you too. If you're enjoying the show and learning from it, I'd love your feedback. If you're listening to the show on an Apple device, all you have to do is open the podcast app, view the full description of this episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. I remember that moment when I said that you guys weren't managers, and I'd say that was probably about 30% too tough. So I'm sorry about that. Was, no, but it, it, it was accurate. Yes, but one of the things I've learned, there's a really cool... I ever talk about the Buddhist principles of right speech? Really cool model. Hey, I have, right? Is it true? Is it useful? Is it the right time? And can they hear it? I don't have a problem with, is it true? <laughs> I do have a problem with, can they hear it? And is it the right time? And is it helpful? More like, uh, is it is it helpful? And is and can they hear it? Now, everyone will have different problems with different ones of those steps. But you know, one of my lifelong lessons that goes back. I mean, I, I since I was I don't know ten years old, people have been saying, Joseph, it's not what you said; it's how you said it. Used to make me crazy because for whatever reason. I've had a um, a kind of bead on truth that mostly makes people really uncomfortable. I I'm just I'm drawn to falsehood, like a moth to a flame. One of the reasons for that may be because of a near death experience I had uh, a month before my third birthday, where I have a kind of um, structural meta where there's just a way. That growing up, I never felt, I never felt like I was in society. I felt like I had one foot outside of it. So I had a kind of structural meadow where things never really made any sense to me. And I didn't experience, I didn't, I didn't get that that was going on. It probably took me 30 years to start to, to see that that was what was going on. Mostly as a kid, I was a angry, depressed teenager. Uh, and then a, incredibly opinionated, arrogant, I don't know, a 
the noun is there. I was incredibly opinionated and arrogant in my in my twenties, and then when I started to see that actually I had a gift and that I could see through bullshit, and because from my perspective, it was just like, well, this is so obvious. Why isn't everyone just operating according to this obvious truth? Because whatever your deepest gift is, and you all have something like this, probably more than one thing like this, whatever your deepest gift is, it's so you that you don't realize that you have it. It's just you. And then often it can take until your late 20s, even later, to realize, oh, not everybody gets that. For example, common sense. What we call common sense, anything but common. Or ability to read relationship dynamics in a room. Some people can do that really easily. Some people are just terrible at it and have no idea there's this whole other world of emotions that's happening in a room. I didn't see that until my early 30s. I, was, I couldn't read relationship dynamics at all. I was literally you know, d- disabled in that realm because my father is. So anyway, um, that's the, one of the most foundational things about me maybe related to this car accident. It happened so early, it's hard to know, but maybe I was born that way, I don't know. But there's just some way in which I'm not of this world such that I... The shadow side, unfortunately, is that I pretty much always feel like a stranger in a strange land because the whole world looks to me like a... I don't know how to describe it. Like like the Star Wars cantina. (laughs) Where like everybody is completely different has radically different values. It's total chaos. It's on the brink of murder, but everybody's kind of pretending that everything's fine and getting along. And so there's some part of me that like, anytime I go into civilization, you know, like drive, go to the Walmart or whatever, it's like this, like, whoa, this is crazy. So I'm constantly managing that and trying to set boundaries and dial down my perception and and all of that. So everything has a price. And so sometimes, like um, when I was just talking about, sometimes I get too edgy when I let things in too deep or I let things bug me or I get disappointed when someone will behave in a way or say something in a way that is below where I think they should be. There's a judgment, right? Or below what their capacity is because I confuse the two. And so um, there are moments where I go, oh, how interesting. How would you kill my tree? where I'm proud of how I handle it. And there are other moments, mostly in the past, I don't do it so much anymore, where I would psychologically eviscerate someone and just tear them into a million pieces. Coming from the intention of, well, this will wake them up, surely. Turns out it doesn't work. (laughs) So I gave that up. And uh, I haven't done that in in a while. But I still get a little edgy sometimes. It's probably something I'll be working on for a long time. Or not. It could all change tomorrow. But I have to be really careful what I say because you know, I, I have a kind of a, a gift that I did some work on to hone, but it wasn't something that I can take any credit for because I, it just was given to me. I see through bullshit. Not necessarily 100% of the time. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with that because... The average person is speaking bullshit like 70 to 99% of the time. So I have to just be patient and translate, oh, what they really mean is this. And oh, the, what, what's behind that is this. And it's a lot of work. 
because people mostly don't speak in truth. And they don't know it. They're doing the best that they can. So that's a little bit about me. Does that help answer that interesting, anyone? What kind of tree was it then? Avocado. Do you still have the avocado tree? And do you feel safe eating the avocados? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't resolve that story. I told him, uh, I asked him if he'd be okay with me pruning the branches that were going on to his side. And uh, he was okay with that. Uh, or so he said. And uh, yeah, so it's still there. And he did not pay you $100? He did not pay me the $100, nor did I ask. <laughs> and that was another great example of, of the, the, you know, the standing up for him. Like, well, I'd rather not uh, cut the tree down because that would have been too conciliatory, right? That would have been caving into his bullying. And besides, the avocados on that tree are awesome. You know, and avocados take a long time to start fruiting. I've got a lot of, I don't know, three or four young trees, but it's, it's only two of them fruit. And uh, so, yeah, so that was my compromise and he was okay with that. And I told him, I certainly wouldn't want the death of a horse on my conscience. I mean, I, you know, screw Gary. I don't want the dead horse on my... <laughs> you know? If he was like, hey, Gary, I've only seen one of your horses around. Yeah, you killed the other one without your avocado. Like, you know, that would suck. <laughs> You would like throw it on your side. <laughs> yeah. So they're beautiful. And I, you know, they come right up to my fence, which is, you know, you know, like uh, where I park, you know, about 500 feet from that is where these horses are. So it's like getting to live on a farm. They're beautiful. So it's so cool that you brought that up, Bill. It was really great. You gave me a gift because someone was telling me a lot about disappointment uh, just about a week ago. And then I got to, say it all in my own words. And that's one of the ways I get to learn. So it was a really cool opportunity. Uh, I certainly needed to hear it again. And it's really useful. That's, that's a really subtle thing. Because just similar to guilt, we think disappointment is normal in some ways where it's actually not. It's like it's normal in the way of it's going to happen. But the reactions we tend to have, which is frustration, anger, sadness. The conditioning is that those are more normal than, than they really are. But the conditioning is we ought not be disappointed, right? That's how we, we think. How do I avoid it? How do I, whatever, instead of the conditioning being, oh boy, you will be disappointed again and again and again. So decide right now how you want to deal with that. That's the reframe. Imagine if your parents pulled you aside when you were five years old, maybe think about the youngest you'd have to be. And they said, you know what? I'm your mom. I'm your dad. And I've never done this before. And I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to screw up. I'm going to disappoint you as a mother slash father. So let's talk about what should happen when that happens. Because I want you to be able to tell me you're disappointed and you didn't get what you need from me. Can we agree to that? that would radically change the childhood of anybody. Some of you have kids. Give it a try. Let me know what happens. And on that subject, if you're ever disappointed in me, please tell me. I'm more open to it than I've ever been. And I'm always racking my brain to see how I can do better. So until then, and you can do it here, or you can email me or we can talk for 20 minutes on the phone. Until then, I'll talk to you guys next time. Aloha.
Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.